You're listening to episode 46 of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marcia Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. And today we're going to talk about three healthy foods that could be causing you to bloat. And bloating is no joke, my friends. I know when I was super bloated back in 2016, it's not fun. You don't feel cute. You can't wear a crop top. You can't wear you know, a fight, uh, a form fitting dress, you just kind of feel like a bag of shat. (laughs) So we're going to talk about three healthy foods, essentially, that actually could be causing you some digestive distress and causing you to not feel so sexy, to not feel so confident in your skin. Because when you're bloated, it doesn't matter. It like takes over everything and you're just like you feel heavy you feel bogged down and it's just not a fun position to be in all right so first off we're going to talk about FODMAPs now what maps if you don't know what FODMAPs are it's an acronym for you probably don't even really need to know this but it's a mouthful mouthful of of an acronym it's fermentable oleosaccharides disaccharides monosaccharides and polyols And what that means is different type of carbohydrates that essentially are harder for us to digest and break down. And why do we care about this? Well, if you can't digest and break down the food accordingly, well, then it's going to cause some issues in your entire GI tract, whether it's gas, whether it's bloating, whether it's indigestion whatever it is. So we're going to talk about three key FODMAPs that you may not be familiar with. Now, if you want a list of these FODMAPs, you can send me an inst- you can send me an Instagram, you can send me a DM on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, you can find me at Marja Chow, just my first and last name, and just put FODMAPs. And I will be happy to send you over our customized list of the of low FODMAP foods, foods, low FODMAP foods and high FODMAP foods. So just send me a DM and I will be happy to give you this list. So my words are a little bit fumbled already and we're not even three minutes in. So my apologies. I have been a wee bit sleep deprived. I joined this amazing mastermind. I said yes to myself of other entrepreneurs and business owners and I've been so lit up about this program. I just joined a week ago that I'm I'm just such an action taker and I'm always so keen to learn that I wake up and like what can I learn today? So 
<laughs> my sleep's been a little bit messed up. So that's my my words are a little bit fumbly, okay? So my apologies. I am making a conscious decision tonight to be in bed at 11 p.m., have my aura ring on and track my sleep because your sleep, when your sleep isn't good, even if you're excited and lit up about something, it really affects you, it really affects your hunger levels. It really affects your performance levels. Even though I'm like learning and stuff, I know my brain is not as sharp because I've been averaging it's so terrible five and a half to six hours of sleep a night I actually didn't wear my aura ring for the last three or four days because I'm like I know this is bad I don't want to see the data so back on the horse today focusing and bringing my attention towards better quality sleep because sleep is so important and if you haven't listened to the episode on the sleep weight loss connection I will link it in the show notes and I think in that episode I actually didn't have my aura ring I now have my aura ring and I love it because it's something I love data it's something you can measure and see how well your sleep is except you know my sleep hasn't been great for the last week but onwards and upwards right so I will link that episode in the show notes okay so let's talk about FODMAPs okay so FODMAPs why they can be problematic is your digestive system okay digestion starts right in your mouth with carbohydrates you have an enzyme referred to as salivary amylase if you were to chew a piece of bread okay chew that bread for 30 times that bread is going to start to taste really really sweet that is the enzyme enzyme salivary amylase breaking that down okay then food goes down the esophagus uh, all the way to your stomach your stomach I refer to it as a washing machine an acidic washing machine so that acidic washing machine is taking that semi-solid food that you mechanically broke down with your teeth and turning it into a liquid form okay now hydrochloric acid is the acid that breaks it down I could go on a whole another topic just how important stomach acid is and how the lower esophageal sphincter is really important for acid reflex and a whole bunch of other variables but maybe I'll leave that episode that topic for another episode because today we're going to talk about FODMAP so when food goes Um, out of the stomach it goes into your not so small small intestine so 90% of absorption happens there 90% it's really important that our small intestine is functioning well because why do we eat well we eat to extract the raw material the nutrients from the food of course there's mouth pleasure and socializing and all the fun stuff but the main reason we eat is to nourish our bodies so the small intestine if you're to rip someone's guts out it's about the size it's about 2700 or 2800 square feet it's like the size of two tennis courts it's a lot of surface area so why FODMAPs can be problematic is FODMAP foods are harder to break down and they can really affect how the small intestine functions. So the small intestine is a very delicate organ compared to the large intestine. And a lot of people, they really focus a lot on the large intestine. Um, And not a lot of people talk about small intestine. Well, people in like alternative health and holistic practitioners and functional medicine practitioners, they do. But I feel like um, more mainstream um, allopathic medicine, they don't talk about it as much. So the small intestine is so much more prone to damage. Now, in 2016, when I was really, really, really bloated and I didn't even really know what FODMAPs were, um, I was eating a lot of FODMAP foods. Okay, so the first thing is 
seeing how many of these FODMAPs you are eating if you do have a distended belly and a bloated belly. Now, I had uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, so I had bacteria in the wrong part. You shouldn't have bacteria in your small intestine, okay? So if you think you may have that, you can actually do a test I think you, I did it, you know, I did it years ago, but you blow, like you take like a glucose liquid, you ingest that, and then you blow into this bag over, I think it's two or three hours. And yes, mine came back positive. But anyways, if you don't want to do that yet, and you don't think, you you don't want to do that yet, you're just like, hey, I want to like experiment with nutrition, which I advise you do first, because you're going to take so much more ownership over your health and your body when you can understand different foods that react well with you and different foods that don't react well with you. So one of the first foods that a lot of people are like, what? That's a FODMAP? is avocados and this can be hard for people because obviously my program the fat fueled female method we are eating a lot more fat and avocados for many people are like a staple they're a staple for me it's like avocado and eggs avocado in my salad avocado with my steak avocado even people who eat bread and stuff it's like avocado toast right so it's avocado I know this can be a hard one but avocado it's very high in monounsaturated fat and it's very high in fiber so it's a lot harder for the small intestine to break down I know that can be a really that can be like a a stab to the jugular when you hear that people are like what avocados so that's the first food okay the second food, I was working with a client and we, she had switched from, she wasn't, she was eating a pretty good diet, um, pretty good in the sense it was like all real food. Um, she was cooking a lot of her food. She was buying like ethically sourced meat, mostly organic uh, organic produce, but she was eating a lot of carbohydrates um, every meal before we started working together. And she's like, I feel foggy. Um, she was snacking a lot. Uh, she had low energy. So yes, we switched her over and gradually brought her into ketosis. Uh, after five weeks, we started cycling carbs in and oh my gosh, night and day, she said. So anyways, I think it was about week four or week five. She's like, uh, the first couple weeks when she went through ketosis, she's after she went through that adaptation process, she's like, I feel so amazing. And then I think it was week three or week four, she started getting really bloated again. I'm like, what? Why are you getting really bloated? And then when I looked at her nutrition report, I was like, there weren't really any FODMAPs on there. Um, She didn't like avocados, so that wasn't one of them. But then I asked her, I'm like, okay, so you don't have, are there any like spices or garnishes you're adding to your food that you haven't included in your nutrition report? And she's like, oh yeah, I do green onions on top of my salads and I cook with garlic all the time, like almost every day. And I put garlic powder in my eggs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to hate me. But garlic and onions are FODMAPs. And she's like, what? So yes, avocado, onions, and garlic are FODMAPs. So we removed the onion and the garlic. I can't remember how. This was a while ago. I think we removed it for six weeks. And then she started, the bloating went down. Like in the, I think it was the first couple of weeks, the bloating went down. 
And then she actually ended up getting some lab work done because she wanted to, she's an action taker and she wanted to dive deeper into her health. And she found out she did have SIBO. So it is very common um, that a lot of people may have it or they may have symptoms of H. pylori, which is bad bacteria in the wrong place in your stomach, right? It's just that it's depending who you're going to get your questions answered. If you're going to your family doctor, they're going to, uh, you know, Western medicine, grateful we have it uh, for antibiotics for if you get in an accident but they are going to diagnose and treat they're not going to prevent I would say nine times maybe 10 out of 10 if you asked a medical doctor what a FODMAP was they wouldn't have an idea any idea what you're talking about it'd be like a deer in headlights but maybe there are I'm not going to say every single one but maybe there are some uh, allopathic doctors who are a little bit more holistic or learn or have a deep passion for nutrition and learn more things on their own I don't want to paint everyone with the same brush I'm just saying that a medical doctor's training is very different than a naturopath or a functional medicine practitioner. Um, and like a dietitian is very different than a holistic nutritionist. And again, there are dietitians that are more holistic. I'm just saying from my own personal experience. So those are three FODMAPs, avocado, onions, and garlic. Okay. So if you think you potentially have small intestinal bacteria, bacteria overgrowth or some digestive distress, Again, send me a DM on Instagram, just write FODMAPs and I'll be more than happy to send you over a list of low FODMAP foods you can incorporate and high FODMAP foods that you, maybe you're not eating all of them, but you're most likely eating one or two or three or four or whatever. I'm not sure what your nutrition is like, but the first step is having the awareness and seeing if you are actually eating any of these FODMAPs. Okay, before I finish off this episode, I just had a metaphor that quickly came into my mind that I want to share about the small intestine and about FODMAPs, okay? So I usually talk about the stomach as being a washing machine because the stomach is a bag and it takes, you know, your semi-solid food and turns into something liquid. It like churns it, okay? So I always associate and I always teach the stomach as the washing machine, but let's just, for fun... Think of the small intestine today as a washing machine, okay? So pretend that you have this jacket that's this like long trench coat. It's leather. It's got feathers on it. It's got suede on it. It's got like all the materials on it, okay? And you just love this jacket. And for some weird reason, you go down to a soccer field. It's been raining. It's still raining. Maybe there's some hail. And you decide to roll around on the soccer field with the mud. Maybe there's some geese poo. Uh, there's some grass. There's rain. There's hail. There's all of it. There's dirt. There's, there's soot. Maybe there's some garbage. People left some wrappers or something behind. I don't know. I'm making this up, okay? And you decide, okay, let's just roll around in my favorite jacket all in the mud. Okay, your jacket's going to be pretty effing gross. Then you get home and you're like, wow, my beautiful like feather suede leather jacket is disgusting. And I definitely need to clean this. So you decide you wouldn't actually do this. Okay, I don't even know if this this jacket doesn't exist. Like this jacket sounds pretty weird with all these different materials and everything. But what you do is you take your trench coat jacket and you put it in the washing machine. Okay, with and there's rocks in it. There's all the things I mentioned. Okay, there's rocks, there's pebbles, there's mud, there's bird poop, there's grass, there's garbage, there's maybe some cigarette butts on there. I don't know. People smoking near the soccer field. People actually don't do that. But regardless, okay, so your jacket is really gross. 
And then you put it in the washing machine. Okay, you the washing machine is going to have a really, really, really hard time cleaning your jacket. It's not going to be able to break all that stuff down. It's not going to be able to filter all of those sediments, all of that stuff on your jacket. You're probably going to definitely break your washing machine. So what you have to do if you did that, if you threw the jacket in there, you have to give your washing machine very gentle you know you probably have to get it fixed but you'd have to just put like very gentle stuff in there some like silk pajamas or some cotton pajamas you wouldn't put a lot of stuff in there so I don't know if that metaphor made sense but it's like if you're eating these FODMAT foods they're so much harder on your small intestine to break down and if your small intestine is already delicate and there's already imbalances in your small intestine you're just adding more fuel to the fire and you're just perpetuating not really healing that organ and supporting that organ and you're most likely going to make your symptoms actually worse if you're you know feeding the eating foods that are very hard on your small intestine to break down. So that metaphor just came to me now. Again, I usually don't talk about the small intestine as a washing machine, but I hope that metaphor made sense. Maybe my analogy wasn't the best, but it's like you can't just be putting whatever you want down the hatch if your small intestine is already uh, already really delicate and you already think you have symptoms and these foods are potentially going to make it worse so you're going to have to remove them have the awareness you're not going to have to remove them forever but just remove them see how you feel you know for I always tell clients usually three to six weeks everybody is different of course there's other things I teach clients to do to actually fully support different organs whether it's the small intestine or the gallbladder or the liver or the stomach or whatever it is okay so I hope that metaphor made sense it literally just came to me now I'm like let's just go with it so thank you so much for hanging out press and play and enjoy the rest of your day bye for now Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.